remember the blue sky. I remember glowing clouds. I remember my friend shouting. I want to be free. Free from pain. Free from fear. Free to take as much as I want and give as much as I want. And someday, somehow, that's the way it's gonna be. Japanese in a podcast where three dudes, a couple of us are in our 30s, talk about anime. Josh isn't here again, so <laughs> he remembers the blue sky. He's Andy. I do. I remember a time when there just wasn't snow all the time. And he remembers glowing clouds. It's Superfan Matt. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Bob's cans. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. God, God damn it. I, I, ha- I hear from a, a reputable source that Bob has nice cans. <laughs> sweet cans, sweet, 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 sweet cans. Oh. Nice cans, Bob. <laughs> it's going to be the title oh, of the episode. Oh, God. And I remember my friend shouting, I'm Bill. People are always shouting at me. I, I assume you met Josh because he's loud. <laughs> yeah, but I'm always being shouted at like, Quit doing that. Don't set that on fire. <laughs> Don't make your own fireworks. Guys. Ow. Hello. Hello. Hi. We're we're heading to Venus and still we stand tall. Uh how are we doing today? Take out my penis and show y'all. I'm sorry, cl- what? Is that the decline? We're flying, I, no, we're no, no. you fit that tattoo that is, on there. That is not a line to the final that, countdown by the next line. That is no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got a, a whole tangent about the final countdown a little bit earlier, but that's okay. I love that commercial with the microwave and the burrito. Oh, I want a burrito. No, I got to work out. Hey, I'm just saying. Anytime you're not rhyming Venus with penis is a wasted opportunity. That is that is a wasted opportunity. You're 100 percent correct. That is that is right. Uh, Venus was all about that D. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here. <laughs> to, we are to talk ab- <laughs> somehow to talk about episode 14 of Gun Grave, Josh's anime. Even though Josh is never here these last three weeks, but that's okay. That's fine. We got a amazing replacement this week. We've got Superfan Matt back in the studio, not in the studio. You know, metaphysical studio. This this sort of like grand studio. studio of life. Yes, that's that's it. That's the words I'm in, looking in for. In these difficult times. <laughs> tuning I, I, tuning I, Japanese I, understands that you're the hardships your family I, goes through. <laughs> I, 
I, I am in my actual studio, though. That's true. Green screen and everything. I really wish that, like, green screens, green screens were a thing that you could just, like, snap your fingers and it just turns into something. Like, that would be so great. You just, like, think it. That's going to be a futuristic thing, I'm telling you. That's, that's, a, that's a regular screen is what that is. That's... <sighs> hey, guys. Uh, this week we're talking about episode 14, which is titled Die. Die. It's such a weird title. Die? If it was die. a two-parter, there'd be dice. It comes at the end. <laughs> they didn't show it in the beginning, did Usually they? Usually what you comments it is the end. Uh, uh, All of well, is a what? sandwich. <laughs> huh. Hey, we'll talk about that. Not the sandwich. Not the coming. <laughs> not that. We're going to talk about the crazy ending to this episode. This is a wild episode. Wild. It is a fantastic, fantastic episode um and we're just gonna skip nerd news we're just gonna jump right in as long as you guys are okay with that ah darn i had one thing i wanted to talk about oh did you really well i suppose i don't really have to talk about it i just want to throw it out there that uh, apparently they've started production on a new one of my all-time favorite shows as when i was a kid a new fraggle rock series what oh no kidding what apparently apparently they started filming in canada or or will soon I love Fraggle Rock. I assume that will be exclusive to uh, Apple TV. I think. Oh, Apple yeah. TV, really? I thought it was going to be HBO Max. I thought they had all the hints and stuff. Oh, well, Apple TV is where they premiered the the, the Fraggle Rock shorts last year. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. If if this fully is real and this fully goes through, I'm going to be quite excited. Uh, yeah, Fraggle Rock is fantastic. I. Just have fond memories of it. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Um, so I don't really know how it holds up. Very well, if I may say. We watched just a little bit of it because uh, my wife had never, ever seen it. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling her that our dog looked like Sprocket. Ah, good old Sprocket. Lovable old dog. Yep. Played nice. by Steve Whitmire, who also played Wembley. Who shares a birthday with uh, Jim Henson. Really? And I share a birthday with them, too, which is a lame claim to fame, but I'm still proud of it. That's fantastic. I like that. That's kind of like how I share the same birthday as uh, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Hey. Do you really? I do, as well as uh, legendary Hall of Fame announcer Jim Ross. And my daughter and my other dog. Yes, absolutely. Oh. And my former sister-in-law and my mom's best friend. <laughs> it's all connected. Huh. Yeah. So many, so many people born on that day. People were fucking just like crazy, say, like on nine months before that. I say, what's th- what's yeah. three months after your birthday? Uh, April third. April Fool's. April third is a day of love. So April, well, so they're making up after a really bad April Fool's joke went wrong. Or you were, or you were the April Fool's joke. Or <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bill. <laughs> thanks, Bill. I appreciate that. They're not birth control, they're Tic Tacs. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, anything else anyone has before we launch into this episode? <laughs> You're really going to give me a platform to say more? Nope. Uh, so we start with our lovely theme song. Love this song. Great song. Not as good as Stray, but that's okay. No, but it's still pretty good. It's good. Full disclosure, the only reason I chose this episode was because I love the song here comes the rain. <laughs> is that, is, I was going to ask. Okay, so 
since we started Gungrave, like right when we announced we were going to do Gungrave, Matt like messages me immediately and is like, I want in on chapter or, or episode 14. And I didn't really think about it at the moment. I didn't Google what the episode would happen. But then like as we're getting closer and I watched this episode back, I'm like, oh, I get it. This is a really good episode. He wants to talk about the big events that happened in this episode. But you're telling me you want to talk about a song that just plays in the car in one of the scenes? <laughs> <laughs> that was your whole reason? <laughs> that was it. That checks out. I've had this song, I've had this song in a playable format since I first watched the show. Okay. Okay. It's been on it's been on every MP3 player that I've ever had. <laughs> it's on my phone right now. <laughs> I I love it. We'll get there then. We'll talk I I will I will cede the floor to you. As soon as we get to that part, and you could tell us all about the song and its lyrics, and 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 just to go a deep dive into that song. Sure. All right. Uh, so after our theme song, we get a flashback, and yet again another. I know it's gonna be a shocker. Another Brandon monologue. Ooh. We see kids running through a field under a blue sky, and when I say blue sky, I mean like everything's blue because there's like a, a blue filter over everything in the scene. Uh, and Brandon talks about the blue sky and shouting friends, and uh, it seems kind of like a sweet memory, but at the same time, like, that you get the gist that, like, it's Brandon and Harry as kids, because Harry's going to talk in just a minute. But, like, you see one of them, he, like, he's missing a tooth and he's got blood on him, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? More on that in a bit. But then we get Harry talking in a voiceover about wanting to be free, free from pain, free from fear, and uh, the childhood memory fades. Uh, I don't know, thoughts on this opening scene here? Because, again, they're trying something very artsy and stylistic here. Yeah, I think that's the gist of it. They're trying to be artsy and stylistic. And it, it I can see where they're going with it, but I don't know. It has more impact when you come back to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On the first watch, because, uh, again, I haven't seen these episodes in a while, I was confused. I was like, I don't know how this ties in. But they do a good job of tying it back, which is one of the things this anime usually does well is... Uh, finding ways to to connect the dots. So we cut to a business meeting, and we find that Harry is still hard at work, having secured the the business of eight more trading corporations, which amounts to 5% back more to the organization from these deals. Uh, across the table from him is a very impressed Big Daddy, and of course sitting next to Harry is his good buddy Brandon. Big Daddy notes that at this rate, they'll have deals with everyone, to which Harry calls, eh, that might be a little too ambitious, kind of calls it into question, but not Brandon. Brandon's like, no, 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 we're doing really good work. And this is the moment where Big Daddy, I think, starts to kind of like question a little bit about Harry's motives and the way that Harry does business, because he notes that, you know, you want to try to make friends with people and build alliances and bridges, and you get more from... Uh, building alliances and peace rather than doing harm to others. Yeah, sheer force. Yes. Yes. Um, this is a little foreshadowing into where this episode is going as we go forward. But, uh, you know, I like how I, I very clearly, and he says it later in this episode too, like he thinks that Big Daddy is old and old school and dumb. But I think this is just another example of like, nah, nah, Big Daddy did not get to the top of Millennium and build this organization because he's senile. Like, he's he, he's he's still got it. He's still smart. Right. Yeah. He knows the value of an open hand as opposed to a, the closed fist that Harry hides behind his back. Extremely well said. 
Ow! <laughs> Why did you? God, how did that even happen? My mouth, my mouth tastes like pennies. <laughs> what a five finger say to the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ow! Um, anywho, he also hints at not betraying those that he has promised loyalty. Big Daddy hints at this. I think we get one of the coolest. Like this episode is very good visually. Very good visual. Agreed. And, you yes. know, the, the the blue filter opening scene was really good. But this scene might be my favorite of them, where the person comes in, the, the waiter or waitress, and is filling up a glass of wine. And we get the view from, like, behind the glass of wine. And in front or in the background is uh, Big Daddy talking. And as they're filling the glass, like, the the, the, rot, the wine, which is a red wine, kind of goes up and, and slowly covers all of Big Daddy. And that, I just love that visual. That was a super freaking cool visual. Oh, that went over my head. Oh, no, it's, it's super, super, like, like kind of like showing you, like, where, where Harry's at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, just, that Big Daddy may be blood-soaked before too long. Yeah. It, oh, it does so well cool. when it does well. It, it's not always consistent with it, but it, there are moments of brilliance like that. So Harry has brief flashes to moments uh, in his past uh, during this. He, you know, the the moment when he's face to face with Lee, when Lee's going to like stab him with those chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I beg your pardon. Can we go back for just a second? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Let's go back. Parallels. I, I got the episode playing and there's a little parallel here at the end of the opening scene. Okay. Where Harry's hand is reaching up towards the sun. Mm-hmm. And his his hand closes upon yep. it, just like knives his hand. Oh, I didn't catch that. Just like little knives his hand closes over the apple in that <gasps> dragon episode. Oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I remember the like closing. Oh, his hand that's over so cool. Thing, but I didn't. I didn't tie it back to Trigun. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Well, the relationship between Vash and Knives absolutely, I think, has some parallels to the relationship between Brandon and Harry. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I'm glad you caught that, because I'm going to go back and watch that. That is so cool. That I, Again, cool visuals. I love the callbacks to the, to, oh, yes. to the other series. Super cool. So Harry also has moments where he's thinking back to his past. He is thinking about the moment with Lee when they had that showdown in the park. He gets the flashback to Randy being killed, and also, most importantly, a flash to Necrolization. Necrolization. This scene ends with them all toasting to the organization and Maria entering. And she talks sweetly to Big Daddy and just kind of walks by Harry or uh, Brandon. And Brandon's like, hey, it's been a while. And she like lays her hand on Big Daddy's shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. At least she calls him dear instead of uncle. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think, I think she's finally put away like calling him uncle. (laughs) That's only in the bedroom. Uncle Daddy, oh, please no. take care Make of me. Say uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And by the way, the whole time Harry looks pissed and confused. Yes. Because this is Brandon's girl. Mm-hmm. So we go to dinner, or after the dinner, rather. And Harry confronts Brandon immediately. He's like, what the hell just happened with Maria? And Brandon very quickly changes the subject, saying the Big Daddy deserves to be relieved from his responsibilities. This was kind of a shocking moment to me. Um, but not in the way that made it sound super sinister, 
But I think seeing him and Maria together, Big Daddy Maria in that moment, I think he realizes Big Daddy deserves some happiness. Like he looks yeah, happy. He just wants them all happy. Absolutely. Brandon still deep down, despite becoming this like killer still has this sense of hope and positivity. Yeah. Um, but he's when the way he says it, you can almost see in Harry's facial expressions, like the gears kind of turning like, Oh, okay. I definitely have branded on my side here. Cause I don't think he sees it that yeah, way. He doesn't he sees it as well then. Yeah. He, he, he reads the, uh, the subtext wrong. Oh, totally. Yeah, he he botches his uh his insight. his insight role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Brandon wants to make help make Maria happy again, and that just annoys Harry even more because Harry's like, "Why the fuck are you not with Maria? Like that was your entire childhood, growing up, your teen years. You were into this girl. Like just go after her. Why are you letting this old man have that? Was my plan for you? That was your reward? Yes, this was this was the plan. You're fucking up the plan. Yeah." Uh, we flash to, I think, a flashback dinner between Maria and Brandon. They apparently have still been meeting one another to these dinners. And then she says, I'm sorry I can't have dinner with you because I'm feeling nauseous and dizzy. Uh-oh. Yeah, which is weird because the last time we uh, saw them try to have dinner is when he was like, I'm a hitman, walked out. Yeah. So apparently they're still having dinners after that. Apparently. So this is some unknown time after that. He goes back to get his gun, I guess. He took it with him. He took it with us He did take it with okay. him. Okay, all right, fair yeah, enough. He comes back from his gun. He's like, is that ravioli? Oh, snap. He, he <laughs> was <love> ravioli. <laughs> and he didn't go back to give her give her his gun. That's for sure. That's for I'd sure. Ravioli. But uh, she, she, <laughs> but she's sick. She, she's feeling nauseous, he said. And then she, she gives that old tummy a little rub. She does. And she also says she loves Big Daddy. Like she admits, she says, I yes. love him, Brandon. I love him. And uh, Brandon says, congratulations on the pregnancy. He must have been eating sushi like bear. Yep. So, oh, or that. That makes sense, too. <laughs> oh, my stomach. <laughs> so she, she's on her way to being a literal big mommy. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have ordered that sushi from that gas station. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time I go have sushi with bear. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon swears that he's going to uh, help Harry become the next boss. And Harry is into it, like to the point where like he lets Brandon out and he's driving away and you just watch like the shit eating grin on Harry's face. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to the top, baby. <laughs> this is going to be good. So we cut to a meeting. Big Daddy has called a lot of the executives together. All of them, like all the. They don't even say executives. They say all the names. The family, yeah. the entire family, has been invited oh, to it. Everybody but the lowest rung, I bet you. And uh, and Randy's not there. <laughs> well, you know, is <laughs> weird. Uh, being dead never stopped him before. <laughs> As this one's gonna take, huh? <laughs> so while these individuals are all gathering uh, and and heading into this meeting, they start talking rumors, and they're like, "Well, of course, it's gonna be Bear Walken who's gonna be chosen next. Uh, he's the he's like you know the the gotta be the next in line." And then some voices start wondering whether or not Harry will be chosen, uh, with mixed thoughts on the matter. Yeah, some of them are like. No, he's he's a dumb young kid. And others are like, yeah, but he's look at everything he's accomplished. He knows this organization better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's a man to watch out for. No matter what you think, the evidence backs it up. Yeah. Well, more on that as we go on. So Big Daddy starts the meeting by talking about all the changes that have recently happened within the organization. 
He says, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna draw this out. We, this is only a 24 minute episode. So, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna resign after 35 years running this organization. Gasp, tension. <gasps> oh my god. Oh no. He should have held out for 40. He sh- should have. Got the gold. Who stops at 35? Got the gold watch. Got the gold. Yeah. 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 Big Daddy stands up and everyone watches. I love this moment. This ties back to last episode and Bear and what he said about looking into someone's eyes. Because as all this tension is going on, Big Daddy locks eyes with uh, with Harry. And they have this long back and forth stare where we get close-ups of each of their eyes. And then after moments of that, he turns and he says, I choose... Alzac, Alzac Tino, which is a minor character that we've seen before. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it's it, just about as old as Big Daddy is. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is shocked. They don't know what to say because everyone expects Harry. And again, I love this moment because we talked about last episode that moment of high contact between Bear and Harry, and Bear backed down. Yep. Big Daddy does not. And my question is, do you think that Big Daddy was going to choose Harry? I think. Harry was in the running at some point, but I think he was already, by that point, he had already planned to not. Thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I doubt Daddy held uh, the idea that it could be Harry for, for too long, especially when, when Harry started re- proving to be really good at what he does. If you're the leader of a mob organization, you're going to know who to trust and who not to trust. Yes. He explains himself later, and, and I think that he didn't come up with that explanation in the spur of the moment. Right, no. I guess you're right. I guess that does come up later. We'll get there. I forgot about that. Uh, however, I have to admire the fact that uh, they that uh, Big Daddy has a round table. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, and that shows the respect he has for his lieutenants and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like King Arthur's round table, everybody's got an equal spot. I didn't think of that, but that makes sense. It makes total sense with this character, and it, it is interesting though that like most of the members are just kind of standing. <laughs> <laughs> Round tables are great for uh, symbology, but they don't, they kind of suck at uh, space management. (laughs) You are correct. So everyone is surprised, and Harry, with what I think is the scariest smile I've ever seen on him, just starts slowly clapping. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's quite ominous, I thought. Just Harry alone clapping that slow, Deliberate clap. Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally happy for him. <laughs> He's keeping that eye contact with Big Daddy. I'm the most happy person. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's creepy. And then Bear finally is like, this is getting awkward. And he starts clapping. And then eventually everyone starts applauding. Good old, yeah. good old Alzac. Everybody's like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're celebrating. He's got to back his son-in-law. And the entire fucking time, Big Daddy is just staring a hole through Harry. Yep. It's so good. Oh, the tension in the scene is so fucking good. What do you what, do? You ask on that there, Matt? No, I'm just thinking about how my my initial reason for picking it, you know, kind of kind of bland. But uh, <laughs> I'm super duper glad that it worked out being the episode that I did pick. Yeah, because I didn't remember a thing about it, and it's just great. It's a, it's a fan. <laughs> this is easily. Not to, to, to drive it home to where we're going to get, like, at the end of the episode with the post-discussion, but this is easily the best episode of the anime so far, in my opinion, but we'll get there. Uh, so we cut. Then, 
to Harry meeting up with his crew. Uh, he's wanders into the room uh, where Boonji and um, well, Bob was at the meeting with him, so it wasn't Bob, but like some of the others are there, and uh, he's like he's not seemingly very angry or taken aback by the situation. Like he's oddly okay with it, <laughs> to a scary degree. <laughs> yes, probably, assuming probably. Is Paul part of the plan? He might be thinking. Maybe he's always got or, contingencies. I'm yeah, sure. Or he's already got yeah, other plan or at least working. If it's if it's not part of the plan, he's not too worried about it because he's got plans for things that aren't part of the plan. Right. He is, however, surprised, caught off guard when Boonji and the others like knew what happened. Like they're like, "Oh man, boss, I'm so sorry." Yeah. Sorry, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah." He's like, "What the fuck?" And he looks over. He's like, "Oh, Bob set up a, a bug in the room. Got it. <laughs> nice <Yeah>. cans, Bob." <laughs> Can. Which seems rude. He does say that. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love your badonka dog, Bob. <laughs> In fact, that's your new nickname, badonka dog, Bob. Badonka Bob, badonka dog, Bob. Swear and Spike, <laughs> IBS Merrill, Mumble and Brandon, <laughs> Mumble and Brandon. <laughs> I love all these characters. I love all these characters. This is fantastic. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> So he goes over to the device after calling himself a loser uh, half-heartedly. He strolls over, he picks up the, the, the earpiece or whatever, and he hears Big Daddy talking to Brandon yep. about Harry. And what do they talk about specifically? You'll have to find out exactly after the break card. You have made it to the break card. My name is Andy, and I want to thank you once again for joining us here at Tuning Japanese, where this season we are reviewing Gungrave. And I want to send a very special thank you to Superfan Matt for joining us once again this week for this episode. Kind of a silly reason for joining us, but I'm glad we had him aboard to talk about what is probably easily... One of the best, if not the best, episode of Gungrave from the entire series. So I hope you're enjoying it. If you have not watched this episode or watched any of this series and you want to, you can head over to Funimation where all the episodes are streaming live on their app. So if you want to watch along with us, that's probably the best way to do so. Unless you have the old DVDs like I do, which is also an option. Have you told a friend about our show yet? Why not? I you got to know someone who likes anime, right? Let them know about Tuning Japanese by sending them to our website, tuningjapanese.com, to our social media, at Tuning Japanese on Twitter, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese. Let them know about the show and all the different anime that we have reviewed over the years, as this is the best way to help support the show by letting other people know and sending them over to download our episodes and check us out. We'd really, really, really appreciate that and continuing to grow our audience. It would mean the world to us. If you've got a couple of dollars a month that you can spare, head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. That money goes into the show to make it a better show and a more consistent show for you, the fans. And we'd really appreciate if you do have the ability to give a little bit. You get all kinds of bonus content. We've got bonus episodes. We've got physical rewards. All kinds of stuff available, once again, at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. I think it's about time we get right back into this review. I'm very excited to talk more about this, as you could probably tell. This was... An unbelievable episode, and it's just kind of goes places after this. So we'll see how this kind of plays out after this turning point in episode 14. Trust me, 
there's some crazier stuff still to come in this episode. So thank you so much, and we'll see you back in our review. Hey, we're back. I, we Harry, there. Talk about Harry. Oh, God damn it! No! No! <laughs> so we go into the room with Brandon and Big Daddy. And Big Daddy asks Brandon, like, hey, so we cool? You upset about this? Uh, just kind of gauging, I think, his reaction of, like, not choosing Harry. And Brandon just kind of is like, nah, that's fine. You want me to do you right here, sir? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, if this were a different kind of show. That's a dead, that's. You're the only one I can trust, Brandon. <laughs> Come here. Let's go, let's go. Take out our fishing poles. Um, <laughs> Rod control. Would I watch that? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'd watch that. All right. So Big Daddy also discusses guys like Harry who take shortcuts and get what they want easily. Something in his gut tells him that he just couldn't trust Harry. Yeah, he says Harry doesn't have to work for me. He's too talented. Yes. And that's not the kind of person you want running an organization like this. Right. They have to earn it. This is where things get really interesting. Like, th this episode's been great already. But then it takes, like, there's another twist. As Brandon said, first of all, Brandon says, like, don't worry, boss. Harry would never go against the coat of iron. And I'm like, you fucking moron. Like, yeah. like, I, I really do believe, honestly, at this point, that Brandon still fully believes in Harry. That oh, yeah. he wouldn't do anything. Like, yeah. and that, and that's the worst part. That's the worst part. Like, you feel so bad. It's like, he's got you so fucked up that, like, you really do believe that, like, everything has been on the level so far. Yeah, and he's that naive. Yeah. And that that makes everything that happens after this moment so much worse. Yep. Oh, it's so good. It's amazing. When he says, too, he's like, anybody that breaks the code of iron, I'll do what I gotta do. Yeah, he says, anybody... That does, though, must be punished no matter who they are. And he draws his gun and, like, cocks it. Yeah, he, he, like, ejects around for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like, he ejects around for some stupid reason. What are you doing, dude? No. Why did you do that? Symbolic. Go Symbolic. pick that up. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Symbolic. Stop um, dropping ammo all over my floor, Brandon. <laughs> Harry, who's listening to this, actually looks scared. Like, this is one of the only times that I've seen him show true fear. Brandon figures it out someday. He will mm. kill him. Yeah. And Harry can't stop him. Or Willie. Harry's a schemer. Brandon's a doer. Yep. So Brandon reiterates that his job is to kill any and all traitors. And at this point, Harry decides to set down the device, turn around and stroll away trying to play off that he's not upset by all this. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's got a screamer in there. She's She sounds wild. Yeah, and when it, when he, he puts it down and he turns around, he there is sweat on the side of his face. Yeah. Oh, so Man good. has been just thrown for a loop. Suddenly. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It is so good. I love it. Oh, God, this is such a good episode. <laughs> you think it's the wrong reaction? Maybe... Was, does this mean he has to kill Brandon, or does it mean he just has to be more careful? 
Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't think he wants to kill Brandon. I think he's well, no. got to figure out like how do I keep Brandon under my thumb? Well, yeah. How do I, mean, I? How do I make sure that I? He wouldn't be where he was without Brandon. Right. And I think he knows it. Yeah. Although, as we're going to see as the episode goes on, he definitely starts to test the waters. Certainly. Let's get into it. Because this gets so good, guys. This gets so fucking good. Uh, so, some time has passed. Uh, they don't tell us until a little bit later, but, like, apparently three months have passed. And Harry and Brandon decide that, like, let's spend some time together. Like, we don't... We haven't had a chance just to, like, be bros together and sit on a beach and like, chat and catch up and all this. And we see, again, glimpses of children running, uh, which is a callback to the beginning opening scene. And they're sitting by a beach uh, on some steps. And which, by the way, I don't think this is the same scene, but, like, it gives me the same vibes of Bear and the guy that I already forgot his name. Sid. <laughs> Sid, right? Bear and Sid, when they have that, like, sort of, like, conversation as, as friends that, like, there's a betrayal. Right. Which makes me think, like, again, visual symbolism. They're setting up something bad may happen here. Love it. Such a good job at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so Brandon asks about Sherry. And Harry talks about how things really haven't been, like, great. And he kind of blames Bear for that. He's like, maybe it has something to do with her dad. And this is when we find out three months have passed. And then Harry just kind of offhandedly mentions, oh, yeah, by the way, all Zach is in critical condition in the hospital. Yeah. He got sick or something. I don't know. (laughs) What? I'm just like, what is happening? How can you just drop that cash, like cash in the middle of the conversation? Just like, oh, yeah, did you hear our our new boss is going to be, um, is just sick? Weird, huh? (laughs) I don't think it fools Brandon. No, this is the first time that Brandon sees beneath it, right? Because Brandon turns and he stares at him. And that animation on his face, that, 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 like, sort of, like, shocked look is just so perfect. And again, they're looking each other in the eye. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, like, he sees into him. Oh, my God. This is so good. Wait, and... He, and so he's he's seeing he's seeing him he's seeing what he's all about now, and I think Brandon gets this idea in his head for the next few minutes of what we see, of trying to bring Harry around, back, yeah, to, uh, to not being such a dick or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go on a little car ride, and this is where I'm going to turn it over to to Superfan Matt because there is some music playing. In the car as they're driving around, top down, sun is shining. Tell us a little bit about this song, Matt. Rain, <laughs> here comes the rain, here it comes again. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I was I was way into English songs and anime back then. Oh, perfect. Yeah, still, I am, I guess. <laughs> And uh, I just, from that little bit, I just knew I wanted to hear the entire thing. Nice. What was it about, aside from the lyrics, like like the fact that it was English lyrics in a Japanese song, was there anything about the song or in that scene or anything at all that, like, drew you to it? Probably a few things. I mean, I knew that it was uh, composed by uh, Sunio Imahori, who was part of uh, the seat belts with Yoko Kano and did the Trigun music. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I was just finding... I like music, so... Now, I'm surprised to find out that 
it was a full song actually, and I I just figured it was a little snippet of something they just threw together. I didn't I didn't know there even was a li- a listenable to version. I figured it was you know three lines of dialogue and a, a beat tugging off like a Casio or something. That's awesome. Yep, there there there's it's on uh, YouTube. There you go. Maybe I'll yeah, maybe I'll uh, do it later. Yeah, maybe I'll play just a little bit of the song right here. It's a beautiful song. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> and it it cut it's very uh telling about the way this episode is going too. So really it thematically kind of ties into Harry and Brandon. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So this song plays. Uh they are driving around and at first it's kind of like kind of sweet uh, cause they, they kind of like are, are smiling, but then like Brandon turns to the side and he's kind of just like, you can tell there's, there's a lot of angst there and like, oh my God, my friend, I got how do I, how do I get my friend back? Like, this is, this is not going well. This is not going the way I want to go. So then he turns back and he notices where they're driving by and he says like, Hey, what if we go visit our friends? Who? Yeah, exactly. Yep. That was Harry's response. Harry goes, huh? Fuck? And he goes, yeah, like, let's, let's go visit Kenny and the others. And Harry has no idea who they are. He figures There's it out. There's an awkward eventually. moment, and you yeah. can see Brandon's, like, again, that face of realization of, like, oh my god. And then Harry's like, oh yeah, them! Yeah, sure, let's go, uh, let's go, let's go see those guys. Uh, uh, you said, they said the name was, uh, Lenny? Lenny and, uh, yeah, uh, Lenny and, uh, Lenny and George, Jeff. right? Jeff? <laughs> Je- Jeff? Uh, to be fair, we don't remember them either. <laughs> we remember, we remember they existed. Yeah, well. So that's th- more than Harry. This does not sit well with Brandon, right? This does not sit well with Brandon. He is horrified Harry by this. Harry is horrified. Harry has totally forgotten where he came from. Yes. Right? And people that yes. really were supposed to be his friends that matter to him that he's totally blown off. Sad moment. Uh, but we get another graveyard scene. <laughs> Everyone's favorite part of Guncrave. <laughs> Still no gun-shaped headstones. Not at all. But you do find... No headstones at all. Yes. No, no. You find three pretty modest just piles of dirt and harry says like it's a, it's yeah, a I modest pile of dirt modest... as opposed to like a fantastic yes. pile of dirt yeah yeah uh, a beautiful modest pile of dirt was, uh, awe-inspiring that was pile my garage that was my garage punk band in, in college the modest pile of dirt <laughs> well at least they haven't been eroded over the course of time huh? no no Harry says that he made a promise. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I promised I'd, like, build them spectacular graves as soon as we climb the ladder of success. So he's like, maybe I'll just buy the cemetery. No, he just says I, I should pay the money to have somebody get on yeah. that. And then I think Brandon says uh-huh. you could just buy this. You could buy this whole cemetery. Or he says I could just buy this whole cemetery. Or- yeah, Harry says that. Yeah, Harry's like, yeah. yeah, Harry's like, I can just buy the cemetery. And like, this is one of those, we talked about it, like, I think last episode too. This is the first of several examples in this episode where Harry's like, yeah, I forgot. Money solves all the world's problems. Right. And it, but it means nothing. Uh, he's, but it means literally he's nothing. He's solving because, a problem that doesn't, in, in, without thinking about it. Just, I'll throw some money at it. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. no sentiment behind it because he doesn't even remember right. him. 
And Brandon's just like, shut up, Harry. Let's get down and actually pay some homage to our friends here rather yeah. than just talking bullshit. Yeah, he kneels and they uh, kind of make their own headstones out of some, like, rocks. Yeah, they build, like, a little cairn. Yeah. It's real sweet. It's nice. And eventually Harry does join him. So, we're back in the car. And they stop again. They stop this time uh, past a playground. And apparently... That's the orphanage. Yes, this is the orphanage that they grew up in, which I don't remember. Did they talk about the orphanage before? I don't recall them doing so. I mean, not really. You see the two kids together, but that's pretty much it. I just didn't know if that was a story beat that I missed in an earlier episode. No, I don't think they ever brought it up. I think our uh, I think our first hint at all was seeing them as kids in the last episode. Right. So we get a little bit of background, a more more a little uh, info dump of their background. These two, which is never good. When you're like, oh, let's let's go ahead and just delve into their past let's have narrative. and how connected they are. <laughs> let's see how much we can break the audience. Basically, uh-huh. basically. Oh, my God. So Harry comments about this one old bastard that used to run the place. And then we see a glimpse of them being abused and beaten on by this guy. Yep. So that's fun. And then we also see the same scene from the top of the episode where they're laying under the sky. Except we see this time that they were beaten up by the guy and thrown to the ground. And that's why... One of them is missing a tooth, and there's blood pouring down the face um, without the blue filter this time. Yep. And we get the whole story. Uh, a sheet flew off of a clothesline, and they both took chase after it. Uh, the symbol, a heavy-handed symbol for a search for freedom as they were trying to chase it. And they just got the, the crap kicked out of them by this guy for playing in the laundry. Yeah, for messing with the laundry. Yep. What an inspiring sheet, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. It's almost as good as the plastic plastic grocery bag floating in the wind. Yes. Yes. I think that was the original plan, but they're like, eh, it's not artsy enough. <laughs> Thought, thoughts on this scene and their and their story? Like, is it does it add anything by like randomly saying they grew up in an orphanage? Is this just trope heavy? Like I think it is pretty trope heavy. I think it would matter if it wasn't uh already done so heavily. Made me kind of think of Final Fantasy VIII, actually. That's where my brain went immediately. Yeah, I understand why it's in there. I wouldn't say it's completely necessary. But, you know, maybe at the end of it, it'll decide it's more worth it than I would have thought earlier. I like, as they're watching the orphanage, that there's two little kids running around playing with squirt guns, and the one shoots the other with a squirt gun, and he falls down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Squirt guns for little squirts. And then they get uh, scolded by the the owner of the orphanage, or the, uh, the lady who's running the orphanage. Yep. That's not heavy-handed symbolism at all. Not in the least. There's no foreshadowing in this episode at all. Foreshadowing. No. What? Huh? (laughs) So Harry then says, like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to buy that orphanage. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, and I'm going to build a... Money, money, money. I'm going to build a bigger and better orphanage. (laughs) With a laser tag arena and an Olympic swimming pool and a petting zoo. (sighs) Yeah. Then we get the coolest thing in this entire episode. We get a slow-mo of them walking toward an elevator. And they get in the elevator, and they're riding it upward, and there's just, like, long, drawn-out... By the way, gotta be the slowest elevator in the world. <laughs> For all the things that happen. Really tall building. They're going up the... They're going it's up the floor, a really tall building. They're going up the floor 25. <laughs> Granted. But, like, a lot of time passes in this scene. <laughs> It's long scene. It's trying to prepare you for, guess what? The rain. Here comes the rain. Here comes the rain, indeed. So there's a slow motion of them standing 
back to back. Um, again, visually, this is great. Uh, they, we get a really clear visual of this before, or like a little bit later, but like Brandon is standing by, it's one of those outdoor ones with like a glass wall, right? Yeah. Where you can like see like yep. the, the whole world outside. Brandon's facing the world outside. Harry's facing like the door leading into the building. One in light, one in shadow. Yes. And that is, that's super highlighted in a scene in just a little bit. Like, uh, but yes, it's Brandon standing in the, in the light. Harry is standing in the shadow. Love that symbolism. Fucking cool. There's like literally probably like maybe even close to like 45 seconds a minute of like just episode time where there's no talking. And then Harry says, the boss has got to die. This is like another big oh shit moment, right? For, for Brandon. The biggest. Yeah. And he turns and Harry says, this is bigger than Big Daddy. He's standing in the way. I have a power. That would help me control this entire city. Hell, even beyond that. Obviously referencing... Necrolization! 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 Oh, necrolization. So, Big Daddy needs to get out of the way. And as a bonus, and this is the part where shit goes down. He leans into Brand and he says, And if we kill him then Maria will be yours for the taking. Yep. Oh! Oh, the wording on that. And just the way that he leans in like a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Because yeah. oh. he still sees her as an object. Brandon's seen enough. Brandon's. Absolutely. Yep. That's, he, she's part of yep. the plan. Damn it, Harry. She's not an object to Brandon. If she's, as, if she's not with him, as long as she's happy, that's all he cares about. Yeah. Brandon is woke as fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, he decks the fuck out of Harry. Like, he just, like, sends him sprawling to the ground. And I'm like, I literally, I, I actually rewatched this episode because I forgot how this episode played out. Like, I, I shouted out. I, sh- I was in. I was hooked to this episode. I was like, yeah! <laughs> Get him! Yep. So Unfortunately, good. he knock, he, he knocks Harry even deeper into shadow. Yes. And he draws a gun, aims it at Harry. And we get a shot of, like, we're nearing the top floor. And then the next, like, I don't know, 17 minutes we'll eventually get there. And this is where we get the cool visual, right? We get a we get an overhead shot of Brandon standing in the sun. Harry in uh, the darkness. After, this comes right after, Harry has a breakdown and, and can't do it. He tries, he, he, he gets mad, but he drops the gun. And the gun lands right on the border, half in the darkness and half in the light. Uh, you said Harry. Yeah. You meant Brandon. I meant Brandon. Brandon drops the gun. Can't do it. Can't shoot Harry. Of all the coldness and the uh, dedication, that's, this is the line that he struggles with. Yes. And he says, he he he, go, he tells Big Daddy, uh, you know, I will, no matter who it is, I will kill traitors. But he can't do it with Harry. He still can't do it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But Harry, as, Harry, as far as Harry knows, that might change. So... So... Harry, and we get the shot of, like, Brandon's, like, kind of looking to the side like he can't look at Harry. And Harry goes, Brandon. So Harry turns, maybe hopeful that he's got, snapped some sense into Harry. But no, Harry is standing there with the gun. And he shoots Brandon. He jams it through his glasses into his left eye. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so he well, he shoots him once. Brandon falls back against the glass, like, horrified. Like, oh my god, you shot me. 
And then he shoots him like four or five or six other times. And then that's when he, yeah. he literally breaks the glass with glasses with the gun. Yep. Shoots him right in the eye after screaming his name. And he goes flying back through the glass. Falls yep. 20-some yep. stories. He got Belgard. Yeah. He got Belgard hard. He... Uh. <laughs> We get, I, we get a, we get a, a cowboy bebop moment. Like, uh, there's, it reminds me of the moment in, um, I think it's episode five. Ballad of Fallen Angels. Ballad of Fallen Angels, where we see, like, Spike falling through the shattered glass, um, with this fight with, with Vicious. And, uh, oh my God, like, it's just, it's beautifully done. We see it, it's like a slow mo fall. We see the shattered, shimmering glass. Uh, we get repeated lines from uh, Brandy says, I remember the blue sky. I remember glowing clouds. I remember. And then we see the final shot of the flowing sheet. And that's the end of episode 14. The next line was that my friend shouting. Yes. Yes. Which he doesn't even yep. get to say. But it's implied, obviously. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. That was episode 14. Die. Oh. This was so good. It was. It was like you said. It was probably the peak. Yeah. You know, I, I I thought early on maybe the beginning of the series was the best, and it was a downhill. And I still think in general that's it. But this is definitely a a high point. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the the art direction is beautiful. Um, the sprinkling of the hints is is masterful. The visuals are breathtaking. The turn that you know is going to happen like deep down, but like you just hope it's not, but then it happens, happens, and it just rips you apart. It absolutely rips you apart. It's not so much, it will happen, but how? You know, what will be the, the catalyst? What will push the person over? So, I high marks to this episode. It's fantastic. I, I, I don't think I can say anything else about it. So, um, Matt, thoughts on the episode? I'm so happy that it's the one that I decided I really, really super wanted to do out of out of it. <laughs> Even if it, the reason was simply because rain, here comes the rain. <laughs> it's such a song that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it is the high point of the first half, possibly the high point of the entire thing. Uh, I don't remember enough about what we're in for to say right now, but at least this is the one that. Is definitely worth the best worth watching out of these first four. Very, especially the back half of the first half. It's weird to say, but yeah, right, yeah. Um, it starts out really strong, but yeah, this is this is sort of an uptick. You know, as good or better than the first couple episodes were. Agreed, and a lot less cringiness. But this one actually, I think, I don't think this one would have as much impact without thirteen. Also. You needed 13. Yeah, you almost need those two to be... Just like yeah. Trigun did the paired episodes. I, I think you need these to be two mm. paired episodes. And this is obviously the better of the two, but... Yeah, but it's a one-two It's a one -two punch. 13's a, 13's a good strong jab, and 14's a yep. uh, knockout uppercut. Mm -hmm. uh, any other thoughts on this episode before we close it up? Well, I think that's everything I got. I think we pretty much uh, buried it in praise. <laughs> oh, 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 guys, this was such an amazing episode. I have to call Josh. I know last time got a little awkward, but like, I'm going to put you guys on hold. I'm going to try to call Josh. He has to know. Just, I just got to get his feedback. Josh. 
Josh, 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 Josh. The fuck, man? Matt? Josh. You Josh. had Matt come in and not Josh. me? Josh. Shut up. Shut up. Josh. I just Josh. got the, your message. You put Matt in instead of me for this episode? Yeah, he asked, remembered? And why didn't you call me and say, hey, we're going to record? This is an important episode. Brandon dies. You were very, wait, well, does he? Dude, it's kind of hard for you to survive a 20-story fall, plus getting shot in the face. Oh, that was so badass. Oh, no, yeah, it was pretty badass. Was actually, so, actually, dude. that whole moment when, when he shoves the, the barrel right into Brandon's eye and it breaks yeah. the, his yes. glasses. I'm wondering yes. what went through his head before that bullet did was, ah, glass in my eye! <laughs> It stings. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't see. Oh, what's that? I see a light. (laughs) Josh, I have to ask. Uh, General thoughts on the episode overall, though. It's an amazing episode. I would have loved to have gotten in on this discussion, even with Matt. You son of a bitch. I love you, I'm so sorry. Uh, But no, yes. I I love you, too. Fantastic episode. Just an exceptional. I mean, the best thing about it is it's a hell of a buildup. The moment that really sticks out besides Brandon's plummets to his death and everything else was hey let's go see the guys what guys and and like you know brandon was just shocked it's like yeah i mean think of all all the depth and layers of that one moment there it it just completely meant that harry had completely forgotten everything yeah we talked about that quite a bit also, the visual, the visual of the, the elevator uh-huh. visual. I'm sure you guys talked about it. The fact that Brandon's standing in the light yeah. and Harry's in the yep. shadow. Uh-huh. Think about this, though, too. When Brandon held the gun to Harry and he couldn't pull the trigger, where was the barrel? Ooh. The barrel was in the shadow. Oh. And when he dropped the gun, half the that, gun we ta- was yeah, in the half light and half, and half yes. lights in the shadow. And I did not catch the first part of that. Slight though. spoiler for the end of the episode, and and and, and or actually no, um, let's not spoil the end of the series. But I want us to call back to this later when we okay. get to the last we'll episode put a pin in and this. that final statement made yeah. at the end of the episode. But just the layers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this episode was like a super onion. <laughs> it's got layers. Yes, I know. I had to do a Shrek reference. I don't know why. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. It's That's just, a good reference. It's such a spectacular episode because Brandon, and I don't want to talk about it because it'll be revealed in the next episode. Don't talk about the next episodes. Yes. Everything that, that Brandon was doing was obviously, I think he was testing Harry mm-hmm. to see if he had actually gone through um, with everything. And we'll know why later, but everything that, that he was doing at that end of the, the latter half of the episode after the, the, you know, he had made his declaration to Big Daddy about executing traitors and why in God's name did he, did he, you know, okay, pulling out the gun was cool, but why did he unchamber the one round? We talked about that too. That was so weird. Yeah. There's some, probably like, some, there's probably some symbolism in that, that yeah, we missed. Something, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, I, I'm, I'm interested you bring it up and you say that you believe it was intentionally testing him. We didn't think that or talk about that idea that like Brandon was, was doing this. Cause like a little bit of time had passed and I, I almost saw it. We, I think we kind of talked about it in the episode a little bit too. Like that first moment of when they're sitting uh, on the, by the beach and which reminded us of the scene between bear and uh, his buddy that I can never remember his name. Sid. 
Uh, Sid, thank you. Uh, every time, every fucking time, I think I, I couldn't recall Sid's name Uncle like three Sid, times this episode. Sid yes, we'll yes. ever talk bad about Sid now that he's dead. Yes, so like that, <laughs> it it mirrored that moment uh, that Baron Sid have, and then and then when they had moment comes when Brandon hears Harry go. Oh, and by the way, the new boss is sick. He's in the hospital. Right. He may not make it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's when he realizes. So I like the idea that maybe the rest of that is all a test. And well, and I think we'll get into it more when we talk about episode 15. Uh, okay. You know, the fa- you know the fallout from, from Brandon's death and everything else. How much does Brandon know is mm-hmm. going to be a thing? And yeah. I think, oh, God, this was such an amazing episode. I mean this this is this is gonna be in my top five. When we do our top oh, five, this episode easy. easily on the top five. Easy. Just because everything else that happens there too. You know, you, you notice that there isn't really much of a Brandon monologue um in this episode, whereas almost all the other episodes had some sort of monologue. The only monologue was the same thing he said at the beginning and end of the episode. Yes. I remember yep. clouds or I, I remember yep. you know, blue sky, drifting. Blue sky clouds. and my my friends shouting or screaming or right, whatever the right. line was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God. And and his monologue was broken up this time in the beginning of the episode with him and then Harry. Right. Like they both had a monologue, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Which also kind of reminded me of the episode with uh with Blood War and his buddy. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like there's a lot of symbolism but this like duality of like friendships. Right. This right. Anime. Right. Harry Oh man. Just 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 knowing that Harry you know, you, you would think how far has he fallen, but we all know the depths, uh, how much further he's going to fall because of mm-hmm. how it's already been brought up in the beginning of the series. But then, right, episode you know, one, yeah, to harken back to that. But even just in general, what we're going to see going forward is just holy crap. Mm-hmm. This is just the start of Harry's descent, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then again, too, maybe not. Um, did you think Harry's descent was more? started in the last episode when he took out uh Randy shut the fuck up or do you think it was more this episode where where Harry's uh downward spiral re- truly begins uh it's hard to say because i feel like he has he has fallen gradually for a while now right. that he believes he believes that he can make his way to the top and that like everything we saw in this episode always referred back to how disconnected he was. Like, everything was like, I will buy the orphanage. I will buy this graveyard. I will just use my money and my my wealth and all my power to do whatever the hell I want. Right. And I think there's, there's a disconnect between him and his humanity that has been growing throughout. And I think this episode is the, the last straw when he takes the action of killing his best friend. Well, it's more than killing his best friend. I would say he got rid of his moral, his conscience, his, his moral mm-hmm. center, because... Of anything else, Brandon had always been, and 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 a good example of that mm-hmm. is, you know, Harry's, you know, going on about, oh yeah, that's right, I was gonna build them this great, uh, uh, you know, this great monument, and you know, talking about, you know, uh, Kenny, Nate, and Jolis at their graves, mm-hmm. at the Popper graves, yeah, the Popper, Popper, Popper graves, um, you know, he, and he's like, well, hell, I could buy the entire cemetery, and I can, and, and finally, Brandon's like, Harry. And he starts just putting the stones back together, you know, rebuilding yeah, yeah, the yeah. actual pauper graves, which, mm-hmm. and Harry's like, oh, yeah, I should probably, like, the, the seed that, that, that Brandon had mm-hmm. such an influence on Harry um, yeah. is also, you know, he, in a lot of ways, he was not just his moral center, but I would say he was his rudder. 
Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He he really helped kept Harry on the right direction. Even if Harry got off course a little bit, Brandon would yeah. be there to correct him in the end. Right. And right. oh god, it's just oh, I, you and I could could devote an entire episode just you and me talking about this episode, and and we could just get rid of the the stuff with Bill and Matt and just say <laughs> just you and me, right? Let's start we over. Could, but, Welcome uh, to Tuning Japanese, a hey, podcast. So where... Josh, Josh, we got it, we got it. We do have to cut it here. <laughs> oh, we do have to cut it here for it, time. I'm bastard. so sorry, my friend. You gotta uh, cut me short again. I'm gonna cut you short. That, cut I off? I didn't make the I didn't make the, the short joke there. You made the short joke there. That oh, was all dude, you. I have gotten used to the fact that I'm short as shit. That's fair. And I've always gotten used to the fact that I'm tall as shit. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You're amazing. Yes. And thank you. Uh, thank no you for problem. talking to us about this. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I want to thank you guys again for joining us uh, for episode 14, which was Die. Next time is episode 15, for, which is titled Harry. You want to thank us for bothering to show up, unlike some other people? <laughs> uh, thank you to Superfan <laughs> Matt for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me again. And as always, Bill, brother, friend, I appreciate you. You too, man. All right. Uh, I think it's about time, though, that we say adieu. Adieu. And you do believe so as well. Bill? Yes. Take, take us home. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I'm going to buy the whole damn orphanage. I'm Bill. And I think I am certainly qualified to be Millennium's next boss. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I bet they pay better than teaching. My name is Andy. Stray! Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stray in your voice. Uh, uh, I'm going to buy the whole damn orphanage. I'm Matt. (laughs) You're both going to buy the whole damn orphanage. I love it. I love it. This is great. And you both... I'll outbid you, you damn bastard. (laughs) And and, and you both have nice cans. Ah, so... We will see you next time. What is it with these damn orphans? They want to be fed two, three times a week. Should we tell them they don't get their pudding if they don't eat their meat? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily.
the blue sky. I remember glowing clouds. I remember. <laughs>